Yeah. Hey. Hey. Before we start, good morning. Mm -hmm. Good morning. I'm glad to see you awake. I don't know how you're going to do this tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see. It'll be rough. Hello, everyone. Welcome to day two of the League's Cup Date. As always, you can listen to the podcast at MLS Now Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Threads. I'm your host, Russell. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Threads at Mr. Dangerous. You can find our lovely co-host who is joining us very early in the morning, Gavin. You can find him at LionsBlog1 on only Twitter. That's right, folks. Only Twitter. Gavin, good morning. Good morning. And you cannot find me on OnlyFans. <laughs> That's right. You are just a fan, but you're not an OnlyFan. Correct. Yes. Lions Blog 1. Thanks for the, the lovely intro, my friend. Absolutely. We've got to bring the energy early here this morning. And Gavin, we have day two, quite a lot to discuss. Let's start off with Montreal 2, Pumas 2. I loved this match because I have to I have to admit Gavin I actually switched away from this in like the 85th minute because I was like no way do Montreal bottle it and they bottled it it's a very Montreal thing to do this season I feel like they've been giving up some late goals uh and just letting leads slip away from them and this was this was very unfortunate for them because they had this game in the bag and then Pumas got that crazy goal the I don't even know what to call those. The scissor kick volley, whatever. Um, amazing goal. And then the second goal, I just feel like, was a momentum goal. It was just straight momentum that Pumas willed the ball into the net. Yeah. So, feel bad for Montreal there. Well, I mean, look, that's... If you haven't heard, Gavin, a two-goal lead is the most dangerous lead you can have in the sport. So Montreal proving it out, taking the bullet for all of us once again. I will tell you, I have heard that before. Well, Gavin, I don't know if you've heard this, but Montreal are consistently dangerous on set pieces, though. Really? Yeah, they continue to be a threat on set pieces. It's actually quite impressive because Pumas are not a pushover team. And I think as the game went on, you they kind of realized, wait a second, we're Pumas, we should be better than this. So, I mean, to get two goals to get out in front of Pumas, I think was actually quite good knowing the quality that's on the Pumas side. So, and then we saw that quality on display later on. And that said, I mean, Pumas were really aggressive in their pressing. That stood out to me in this match. Yeah, I agree. Um, they were a little too aggressive because Montreal were bypassing it pretty easily in that first half. They were doing a good job of getting the ball into those spaces where Duke likes to operate. And boy, was he operating. Uh, he was really connecting everything from midfield to attack. And obviously, he got the really good goal. And just overall, he was instrumental to uh, getting Montreal in some really good positions. So I thought he had a really good game. But uh, just unfortunate that didn't turn out no win for Montreal. Right. And... Important to note, they did end up winning the penalty kick shootout, so they do salvage that second extra point from this. They're in an okay position, I would say, to advance on from the group stages. 
And with that, Gavin, we're going to go ahead and move on to this is a barn burner of a match. New York Red Bulls zero, New England zero. Gavin, that was 94 minutes of soccer. It was indeed. <laughs> Honestly, though, I thought it was. I watched some of this game as well. I, I mean, I watched bits and pieces of all of these games. I, I spent my Saturday night on the couch watching League's Cup and I loved it. Um, and this was all New York Red Bulls. All New York Red Bulls this match. It, New England really didn't have any chances. And yet, New England are the ones who should feel disappointed that they didn't come away with a win. Because Bobby Wood, it's not on the highlight tape for whatever reason, but Gustavo Bo played in Bobby Wood right in front of net. All Bobby Wood had to do was take a shot, and it most likely would have gone in. It's one of those. And he elects to take a touch with his left foot, and it just bounces off his left foot and either straight to the goalkeeper or out for a goal kick, I can't remember. But either way, just that was the moment for New England to win the game. And they're going to be really disappointed that that didn't happen. Other than that, Red Bulls dominated this match. Pressed well, created chances, did well in possession. Uh, Van Zier looked lively, but just unfortunate they couldn't get the get the ball in the back of the net they just they're lacking that that killer instinct in the final third still yeah that was the that was the overall frustration that i had with this match is for all the good that red bulls did and they like you said they pressed really well i mean i i'd seen them not press as well in league matches and i know people might love to dog on league's cup and say oh, like we're pausing the regular season for this, you know, teams aren't going to take this seriously. Red Bulls pressed and looked really good from a pressing standpoint, from a defensive standpoint in this match. Better than they've looked in numerous matches this season. So it's it's a shame they couldn't translate that into looking good and better than the regular season in the final third. They looked about the same as they've looked in the final third this season. Yeah, it is a shame that they couldn't get the three points, but... You know what? They they lived to fight another day. They got the two. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to move on to Philadelphia 3, Club Tijuana 1. Philadelphia looking like they truly are a CONCACAF club. I mean, <laughs> the the timeline for this match is it truly looks like a CONCACAF match. I mean, there's two red cards for Tijuana. Philly getting a fight, which is on brand for any Philly team or organization. So... And, and then they they win 3-1. Like, Philly looked good. Yeah, Philly did look good. They took their eye off the ball a bit when Tijuana scored and let them back into the game, which was disappointing to see because um, it was right before halftime, I believe. Either right before or right after halftime. Um, and it really just shouldn't have happened, that goal. Um, they just were a little bit too relaxed defensively. And then they gave up a penalty. Uh, which Andre Blake saved. And so you just you have to wonder if Blake doesn't save that penalty, how does this game turn out? You know, then it's 2-2, and Tijuana have 10 men, and you've let them back into the game while they have 10 men. So um, the chips fell Philadelphia's way, and um, 
big win for them, but you'd like to see a little bit more composure of a man. That being said, they also should have won like five to two. <laughs> they should have scored some more goals. It's a game of Martians, Gavin. It's a game of margins. Absolutely. That's why we love it. I, we do love it, and we do love League's Cup. It's been a wild ride so far. And we're going to continue the wild ride, Gavin. We're going to go to RSL 3, Seattle 0. RSL's research continues. Truly, I mean, it's it's unbelievable what's going on with that team right now. I mean, Chicho Orango seems to have been the piece they were missing. Like, since arriving, there have been matches where we talk about, like, oh, it's a normal RSL match. They had seven shots, two on goal. They had one good chance. The wonderful stat line in this match is that RSL had 13 shots in the first half, Gavin. There are times when that's more than two matches for them worth of shots. It's like knowing the chances they create, if they're now taking 13 shots from it, they're going to be a legitimate contender to win League's Cup. I'm just going to call it right now. I watched this match from beginning to end. I watched this full match. And when I tell you, Russell... RSL dominated this game. Seattle had nothing on RSL. This was all RSL. And then RSL were playing some gorgeous soccer. Gorgeous. They're spraying the ball around. Their spacing is right. There's always a man there um, to pass to. And when the ball gets cleared by the defense from Seattle, RSL's right there to mop it up. And, and they've got great... Just everything about the system is working. And they've got the players to um, to execute it. Orongo was a menace up front, uh, involved in the first two goals at least. And, uh, he was the really second goal. break the game open. Well, yeah, he was the second goal, which was amazing. But the first goal even, it, he he is that goal as well if you watch it. He, he breaks through um, with a good first touch. And if he gets taken down as a penalty... Uh, so the defenders kind of have to let him go through. He stabs it, falls to Saverino eventually, who smashes it in. But yeah, all RSL. For me, Russell, they are the new most watchable team in MLS. That's a spicy take. Just everything. Everything was beautiful soccer. Uh, direct trying to get into the in front of net. I mean, just everything. It was so fun to watch the game last night. That being said, Seattle did not show up so much that Brian Schmetzer had to apologize to the fans for that performance. I have legitimate concerns about Seattle going into League's Cup. I don't think they've looked particularly convincing or the Seattle that we know and love, but I mean, they they continue to just kind of slide backwards, if you will. And I mean, this is, look, RSL are apparently a really good team now, which that continues to feel a little weird to have that come out of my mouth. But are, are they that bad that they're not even going to look threatening? They're not even going to look like they are interested in scoring a goal? They're not that bad. So I think some of that's down to RSL's play. RSL were just faster to every ball, um, just more aggressive and 
Seattle fans aren't happy with the way they played and the way with the way they have been playing. So, and they shouldn't be. They should yeah. rightly feel annoyed about it. Yeah, I agree. And, oh, and Gavin, we didn't even talk about this. RSL got a straight red card as well, and continued. That was when yeah. they were up two zero, so they still scored another one later. And honestly, RSL looked like the better team after the red card. Like, obviously, Seattle had more possession, but RSL did not look like they were going to give up a goal. I mean, I don't know about the red card. He went to go slide. He went to go kick the ball away, and he does kick the ball away. But as he kicks the ball away, his studs hit, I think it's Rui Diaz's ankles. I get it if he's sliding to tackle the ball <laughs> background league podcast episode five yeah um, like, look the bat the background noise is unparalleled on this podcast you really have to <laughs> like when background noise comes up as a as a reviewable field on apple Podcasts, we're gonna get a five out of five for that one um i just don't think it was a red because he's going for the ball he gets the ball cleanly and then the follow-through his studs end up hitting the ankle. I think it's a yellow card. I don't I, think it's a red card. I was thinking that. And I was that. really upset because it was such a good game, and it, I felt it had kind of ruined the flow of the game from, like, a entertainment perspective. Yeah, that's... So we've been getting some questions about that as well, and I I want to see the matches today, and maybe in our... Uh, maybe in, like, a wrap-up, a round one wrap-up episode, I really want to talk about some of the calls that have been going on in Leagues Cup. Just from a high level, it feels like we're seeing much more tight officiating, and I wonder if some of the officiating in MLS has maybe biased us a little bit as to what is and isn't a card and what level of card it is and what's a penalty and not a penalty. So maybe just something to keep in mind as a potential discussion topic later on. Yeah, I like that. All right, and then our last match to talk about today, Gavin... Portland 2, San Jose 0. I've figured out how to describe San Jose. They are the Atlanta of the West. They are. Do you either get... That doesn't define anything. (laughs) But but here's... It does, Gavin, because you either get amazing, free-flowing 4-0 wins from, on paper, very talented players, or you lose to Portland 2-0, and, you know, you try to make all these great passes that immediately get cut off because it's like, why would you not just play the ball to the man who is open on the wing, or you could try and split four players playing it through the center. And they did that nine out of 10 times and it was cut off also nine out of 10 times. Yeah. On any given day, San Jose could be really good or really bad. I agree with that. Yeah. I I mean, that's Atlanta this season for the East. So that, that is Atlanta. It's a good comparison. I won't lie. In terms of the match, I mean, I don't have much to add to this one. Evander scored an amazing goal. Yep. And then it was just kind of like a close game. Like two teams just being really close in quality. And the quality, the, the higher quality players shown through. Evander with the goal. I can't remember who got the assist for Felipe Mora, but it was an amazing assist. And it was just those those high moments that gave Portland the win. Yeah. I would say a few other things stood out to me is that Portland, compared to San Jose, they were just more practical with the ball. 
They weren't trying yeah, to. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I mean, they they weren't trying to do anything crazy here. They weren't trying to reinvent soccer. They weren't trying to play. You know, they weren't trying to play Wanger Ball, which you know it's beautiful and it works. But at the same time, like they got two goals. You can't argue with the results. Only other uh, item that I really wanted to bring up, Kate Cowell. He's got to figure out how to do things with fewer touches. I don't know if you saw the chance he had later in the match. He had a phenomenal breakaway. He muscled the Portland defender off of him, but tries to probably do it in like three or four touches when by the time he gets to the goalkeeper, he needs to be ready to chip that and loft it over the keeper. He can't try and play it around him or take the extra touch right in front of him. Like that probably should have been a goal for San Jose if he was able to do that in one or two fewer touches. Just my opinion on that. Yeah, I did see that. <clears throat> and I agree on the touches thing. Um, I have, I'm not a KCAL expert, so I'll need someone from San Jose to confirm, but it does feel like he, he does take extra touches. All right. Well, Gavin, as we, as we like to do, I think from a group standings point of view, still very, very early, no team really out of it. I would say maybe Seattle, though. Seattle has probably a lot of work to do. My guess is they need to either win or they need to get that draw and get the win and really hope whoever is the third team in that group bottles it against RSL. Like worse, yeah, than, I think, worse than the 3-0 loss. Yeah, with Seattle, they're, they've got Monterey in their group, right? So it would, I know we've talked about this yesterday, but... Monterey would have to lose to RSL and Seattle would have to draw Monterey. Right. Basically. Or if it's the win, win, win thing, then we're going to see some goal difference scenario. Right. So, so yeah, I would, I would say Seattle are at a very high risk of having their competition be done. Right. And look, I mean, this is, you, you'd then have an almost month long break and I don't know if any team, Legitimately, Gavin, I don't know if any team would want a month-long break. And perhaps that's that's maybe a storyline that we can even briefly highlight as well. If you have your team eliminated in these group stage matches and you have an entire month before they play another match, is that a good thing? Or is that what feels like a bad thing to me? It's like a, a second preseason, right? I mean... Every single one of these teams is going to have a little bit of a break. But if you get to the final, you're not really getting a break. You're getting maybe a week. I don't know the timeline. But the rest of these teams are going to have like a little mini preseason in the middle of their season. If you're a coach, you want that time to work and tinker and figure out how you're going to approach the second half. Or the, really the last like 10 to 11 games of the season. So I think if you go out, if you go out as a coach, you probably want to go out early. So you have that time. You don't want to get to the semifinals and then go out. Because then you don't have that time. Your players have been playing. There's pros and cons. We'll talk about it. But yeah. Yeah. I suspect if you're going to lose, you probably want to lose in the round of 32 or you would like to compete all the way to the finals. 
I agree with that, yeah. Because if you're going to go deep and you're going to have all your players exhausted anyways, you may as well have a trophy for it. Right. And a CONCACAF Champions League spot. Right. Which, that'd be something. Yeah. Well, the CONCACAF so, Champions Cup, Gavin. It's the CCC sorry, now. Sorry, sorry. CCC. C to the triple C. The triple C. All right. Well, hey, just real quick as well, Gavin, let's talk about the MLS Liga MX matchups as well. I have our record now sitting at 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. two wins, two draws, one loss. That's not bad through two days of matches, if I'm being honest. I think it shows we continue to be fairly competitive as a league. Obviously, very, very, very early still. But any thoughts on that? Any comments? <laughs> Should have been three wins for MLS, if not for Montreal. But uh, yeah, I agree. It's um, They've been good competitive matches. It really hasn't been all Liga MX and MLS just getting lucky. They've been... They've been evenly matched games yep and i suspect there will likely be if we if we go off what we know about nycfc i suspect there's gonna be another liga mx win tonight just to go into that schedule there gavin we have new york city fc versus atlas at 7 p.m today uh on sunday this is the final of the round one of the group stage matches so after that, we, we, you're going to have a break on Monday, so we're only reading off one day of matches for y'all. And then you've got Cincinnati versus SKC tonight at 7.30, Columbus versus St. Louis at 7.30, Nashville versus Colorado 8.30, and then Puebla and Minnesota at 9 p.m. So two more matches that can go into this little matchup statistic after today. Yeah, and even though we've got those two matches, I'm really excited to see Columbus versus St. Louis. I think that's going to be an exciting game. Um and then I also I'm keeping an eye on NYC FC versus Atlas. Yeah, Atlas are uh, they're a very respectable team. Yep, and New York City are not right now. So no. NYC FC fans. And they did sell Gabi Pereira apparently. So that was that was a good deal. Got to admit that was a good deal. That was a good deal for their player who is probably giving them some of their better production. And I think at this point they're just punting the rest of the season. I think they've accepted they're not going to do anything, and that kind of sucks. So I agree. Although they did just sign a forward, right? They sent a forward and a midfielder. Yeah, they did. Yeah, I think Bakrar was one of them. Yeah, yeah. So maybe he'll like go insane like Chicho did when he first came. Maybe we don't. Know. It, but maybe we'll cross our fingers for yeah. all of NYCFC's fans' mental health. <laughs> We just need to put them in the call of the season column. Right. Then they'll win MLS Cup. NYCFC, if you would like to sponsor us to put you in the just call it a season column so that you can make it to the playoffs, our DMs are open, of course. Absolutely. All right. Well, Gavin, I think we can call it there for the day. More Leagues Cup matches coming tonight and then another early morning for us tomorrow as we continue to put out these daily episodes. As always, listeners, thank you very much for joining us. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and threads at MLS Now Podcast. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, threads at Mr. Dangerous, and Gavin is on Twitter at LionsBlog1. Gavin, until a very early morning next time. Till next time, my friend.